Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla, and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. If you'd like to chat with one of these experts, you can sign up for a free consultation at the link in the description of this episode. But before you do that, let's hear from Danielle McColgan, a former admissions officer from NYU, about applying as an arts student. Hi, Danielle. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Kayla. Thanks so much for having me on. Awesome. So um, as everyone can see from the title of this episode, I'm sure this is a little bit more of a specific one, um, not kind of general admissions advice, but advice for a particular kind of student. Um, so today we're going to be talking about applying as a student who is interested in the arts. And you actually read applications for the Tisch School for the Arts at NYU. So I knew you would be a really great person to have on for this. Yeah, I'm really excited to share sort of my insights and, you know, just kind of give a little bit more um, context for, you know, how to understand this very, I feel like it's a very secretive process mm -hmm. in, in some ways. So I think that um, it's just really good to, to kind of shed light um, on exactly how the applications are read and what students can do to, to kind of improve their overall, you know, portfolios and packages for admission. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of people kind of understand how admissions works in general, but then once you go to apply as an art student, you know, unless you have a family member or a friend who's done it before, it's kind of this big mystery. Mm -hmm. um, and I know I even had some misconceptions that you were correcting me on when we were talking about um, doing this interview. So I'm really excited for myself and everyone to learn more. Yeah, for sure. So the first kind of broad question I wanted to ask was um, basically how applications are processed for art students and how that is different and what looks different from, you know, a quote unquote regular or non-art student. Right. So the admission process for artistic applicants um, and when we're talking about artistic applicants, that ranges from anything in the visual arts to performing arts. Um, or even some of like the new like digital art programs that are kind of popping up that I've seen kind of an uptick in popularity in. Um, it's different basically in one key way. So an applicants to a selective like college and university in general will be read by an admissions officer, obviously, um, probably somebody who is in charge of the um, like regional territory that that student's high school is from. So for example, for myself, when I was at NYU, I read for all schools in Alabama, in Mississippi, North and South Carolina, and also like a few different counties here in where I'm located in New Jersey. So for most applicants, it's just the admissions officers at the college or university that they're applying to who will see and review all of their materials and make, you know, the determinations whether or not they'll be admitted or rejected based on, you know, the common application or the coalition application or whatever is the, the specific application portal for 
um, that specific school and obviously all the supplementary materials like the essay and, you know, the letters of recommendation. So for artistic applicants, so for any program that requires an artistic supplement, also known kind of as a portfolio or sometimes in some cases it will be an audition, a student application will be essentially evaluated by two groups of people simultaneously. So an admissions officer reading for that student's region um, will conduct the standard evaluation of a student's academic profile. So that includes the academic transcript and the test results, um, the personal statement, the supplemental essays, and all the personal characteristics and letter of recommendations. And that admissions officer will kind of make notes on the file and make kind of a, a preliminary determination as to whether or not the student is going to be, you know, a good fit for a school. And then the second person who is also looking at the student's materials, but just looking at the arts supplement. So typically speaking, um, and you know, it kind of, it does tend to vary a little bit uh, depending on institution by institution. Um, the second reviewer, so the person who is the artistic evaluator will be reviewing the student's portfolio or art supplement at the same time as the admissions office is conducting sort of their general review. Um, so the person, the artistic, evaluator. This person is likely a professor or a trained staff member from the artistic department that the student is applying to. So if, for example, if a student is applying to the cinema studies program at NYU, it would be cinema studies faculty um, that are going to be the ones reviewing the artistic supplement. So this basically means that arts applicants have two very distinct jobs. So one is to really prepare you know, the highest quality sort of application that's going to the admissions office, just like all students do, right, to demonstrate their academic aptitude and their fit more broadly for the school. But they also have the job of really refining and perfecting their either audition or their portfolio or supplement to impress the artistic evaluators. Um, artistic files, at least in my experience at NYU, kind of what happens when an admissions officer sitting in, in the admissions office is looking at a file and we see that, okay, they applied to Tisch School of the Arts for performance studies or for the drama program. We go through that holistic review process and we make our notes as a first reader, but we don't ever like make a final, final determination on that person's specific file until we have the, um, artistic evaluation information about that candidate. So we can't ever just say, okay, this person, you know, we don't think is a good fit because they might be a fantastic fit artistically. And that kind of like opens mm -hmm. up another layer of conversation about whether or not the student would be admissible. So um, like I said, as admissions officers, we put in our comments in that first initial read of an applicant's file. And then we basically wait diligently to receive the artistic evaluation information about candidates in order to kind of see who each department has um, maybe really highly ranked or prioritized. And that is really what helps us inform our final decisions. So essentially a long-winded way of saying you must be artistically and academically viable to gain admission mm -hmm. to an arts program um, at a liberal arts college or university. Yeah, so it really is those two parts of the application that are very important. You know, you can't um, you know, and I want to get into this later as well, you know, both the academic and the artistic parts of your application matter, um, and they will both be evaluated. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So um, I kind of want to talk about those two different halves in more depth. 
Um, so I want to start with kind of the artistic evaluation, which I know you obviously don't have firsthand experience with. Um, so I'm kind of just interested in, I guess, generally how it works of, you know, what students can I can kind of expect that the artistic evaluator is doing? Are they ranking it? Is there a certain score that's given? Are there certain things that these professors or staff members are looking for? Right. So as I mentioned before, so the, um, you know, the faculty and the staff for each specific department are really going to be the ones who are looking at your artistic supplement, right? And um, to answer the question about sort of like ranking and some scores, so at least again, in my experience at NYU, yes, there are specific ratings slash scores that are kind of given to each candidate that basically helps again, like once all of the artistic files in that specific department have been reviewed, um, and this will also differ slightly from institution to institution, but every school will sort of communicate that information to the admissions office and it'll be matched with the, um, it'll be matched with the applicant's um, undergraduate admission file. So um, what they're really looking for is, is, is a little bit more, I guess, nebulous than you would think. So I think one person might think that what they're looking for is like this incredible <laughs> show of, of, you know, dedication to the arts through doing lots of acting. Like for example, if you're an applicant to the drama program at NYU, you might think that the only way to be competitive in terms of, you know, your artistic supplement is to have, you know, a pages long resume with all different acting classes and acting clinics and, you know, many, many, many different notable shows completed. Um, but really what they're looking for, I mean, they are going to be looking to see that within your, your context. So if it's available at your high school and, you know, they're going to be really looking to see like, what have you been able to take advantage of that supports your interest in the arts? But they're also mm -hmm. really looking for something that I kind of call like artistic aptitude. So basically is, you know, these are trained evaluators and these are incredibly seasoned artists. They're some of like the most, you know, prominent members of, of the arts communities in their respective institutions. So they're not just looking to see that dedicated history. They're kind of just looking to see what, what really draws you to being an artist. What is it that really inspires you? And even if you haven't had a lot of opportunities to maybe get a lot of on paper experience, um, that's when you can really communicate in your, either in your audition or your art supplement, you know, what you kind of want in the future in terms of developing those types of art skills, like using the program or the, the institution that you're applying to. Right. It's really kind of those raw actual skills that they're looking at, which I think um, is really good to hear, especially, you know, in COVID times, as I'm sure students don't have as many opportunities to go to workshops or clinics or anything like that. Um, but also students who just maybe aren't as privileged and don't have those opportunities, you know, it doesn't count them out of getting into programs like this if they really have that skill. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think definitely a lot of students and I think even myself before I, you know, kind of took took a little bit of, of ownership over, over this process at NYU where I was, um, I think a lot of students and people think that especially those with like those more limited resources at their disposal. So, for example, you know, if your school doesn't have 
um, an arts program or you're located kind of in a rural area with maybe no access to any singing or dancing mm -hmm. or other arts classes outside of school, I think there definitely is kind of like that fear that you won't have enough tangible experience in order to apply for an arts program. And I think that that really detracts a lot of potentially really amazing artists from from applying. And I yeah. totally understand where that worry comes from. Um, and it almost seems counterintuitive, uh, but again, like the admissions process is not about just looking for the most experienced artists, but they're looking to, you know, recruit and attract just the people who are most motivated towards um, really integrating their, you know, their their interest in art with their with their academic, you know, goals um, within the the broader institution. So. Um, just like when you're writing your application in terms of like the Common App or again, the Coalition App, the artistic evaluators understand that students come from all different contexts. So they're really just looking to see how you engage with your desired art form. And they want to just kind of more so understand your thought process and how you would, when you get to college, utilize their resources to become a better artist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so something that we've kind of been talking about and that you've mentioned is that portfolio or um, your supplement that you are submitting along with your regular kind of, you know, common app. Um, so I'm hoping we can kind of talk about, I mean, A, maybe kind of what that supplement looks like depending on what kind of program you're applying to. Um, and also maybe just some basic things to keep in mind when you're putting together that portfolio. Mm. Yeah, so I think this is a really important point to be made for any artistic applicant is that it's the portfolio and audition requirements for each individual program that you're going to apply to are going to be very, very different between all of the different types of schools. Um, so I think one thing to do, you know, at the outset when you know you're kind of really interested in applying to an art specific program is to create some kind of, you know, whether you want to use Google Docs, whether you want to use a Word document, where you want to use um, like a Trello board or something to just kind of go through all the schools that you're really interested in and look at the different requirements for each of the different departments. Um, because it does vary so differently between different schools and, and different colleges, um, especially for students who, you know, I think, this this kind of episode of the podcast is is really focused also on on um, you know arts programs within bigger universities so like mm -hmm. NYU Tisch or um, you know USC's um, different arts programs that are that are pretty very much well known um, the the requirements for those portfolios are going to be different than if you're applying to like. Um, Rhode Island School of Design, so RISD, or like a very mm -hmm. specific arts-focused school. So um, the, the requirements vary widely. I would say that generally speaking, um, especially for like performing arts applicants, um, auditions are going to be a little bit more standardized just because I think the, the process for those are, you know, kind of set more so towards like very specific like industry standards of like you come in, you have a specific monologue prepared, um, you deliver the monologue, and then um, at least at NYU and um, 
a couple of other more prominent programs, then you'll have a chance to talk a little bit with the evaluator who's evaluating you. And this is also goes for like the, the digital process that's kind of happening now because of COVID. So the digital mm-hmm. interviews and auditions, um, you'll have a chance to kind of like talk to your evaluator, ask them questions. They'll probably want to ask you some questions about kind of what I was alluding to before, which is like, why are you motivated to be an actor? What is your, you know, who really inspires you? What's a director that, you know, you really love or who's an actress or an actor that you're really inspired by, right? So it's about analyzing kind of your performance, but also analyzing how you kind of view yourself in relation to the arts world in general. Um, So I would say generally speaking, that is gonna be pretty standard across all the different types of arts applications is that they're gonna be looking at your skills. They're gonna be looking at, you know, if you're a visual arts applicant, they're gonna be looking at your works of art, but there also probably will be either, if it's an audition, uh, an in-person kind of Q&A, or if it's a, like a portfolio, there'll probably be some type of supplemental short essay or artist statement requirement where you have to kind of convey your your artistic interests and why you're really, you know, passionate about being in an arts-focused curriculum um, to the, the artistic evaluators. Right. It's kind of that version of the why school or why major essay, but you're actually conveying that, you know, um, to the person that's interviewing you or evaluating you. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a really good parallel to just think about it as, you know, when you're doing your Y school essay for Common App, um, you're trying to prove to the admissions officers why that specific, you know, school and what programs you're interested in. And for the artistic side of things, you're really trying to engage more with like specifically thinking about the arts resources at that school like are there different classes that you've seen that you really would be excited to take or specific professors or in general is it something about the location and the art scene that surrounds it that really speaks to you right so I think that's a really great way to look at it yeah and I think you know the kind of programs that we're talking about you know NYU um, or USC or I know where I went to undergrad University of Michigan typically these arts programs are highly competitive Um, so you know those evaluators want to know that they you know if they give you a spot that this is something you really want to do and that you're not taking the spot of another student who you know would be more interested in the program or you know use the resources um, you know, in, I guess, a quote unquote, better way, um, you know, they want to be sure of that. Right, exactly. So I kind of want to move over to, I guess, the other half of the application, kind of the more standard, you know, common application or coalition application um, to talk about. So this is what you would evaluate. Um, so kind of to talk about, um, well, first, I'm interested in knowing kind of how the two halves balance. So if, for example, a student had a really low GPA or kind of lower test scores, um, but their portfolio was really great, would that kind of balance out and help them you know, get into those programs? Right, so this is a really important question. So the short answer is that yes, hypothetically it could. Um, and that is not to say, so kind of referring back to what I said in your first initial question is that the arts applicant process is really 50-50. So it's going to be 50% the academics and all of the standard application materials and 50% based on your artistic, you know, artistic evaluation. 
Um, so both pieces kind of have to match up. So yes, the short answer is yes, that hypothetically it could. Um, it's important though not to think, it's important though not to think about the portfolio as the only thing that matters. Um, the portfolio is when you're applying to these universities like NYU or USC, it's another piece of the entire application that's being reviewed holistically. So, for example, one thing I would recommend for any student is to maybe check out like the average test scores and GPA requirements for most admitted students um, and use that as kind of like a barometer, right? So if the average GPA for NYU is, for example, a 3.7, it's possible that somebody with a lower GPA, maybe like a 3.3, but who has a fantastic portfolio that's very highly ranked by the artistic evaluators, who also has great essays and strong letters of recommendation, could very likely be admitted. So that's to say that if you are sort of below sort of that, that threshold when you're looking at, okay, these are the average scores or the average GPA or class rank for this college or university, but you know you're applying to an arts program, it's possible that your artistic evaluation will play a big role and kind of help giving you a little bit of a boost, right? And kind of helping to achieve that balance. But that's also not to say that, that, you know, the, all of the, the application components completely kind of like go out the window just because somebody is a really amazing artist. You know, you have to have some level of that, that balance in order to be considered um, for admission. Right. You can't, you know, just kind of throw away your academics, especially if you're applying to um, a school that's academically rigorous as well. Exactly. So as far as the rest of the application, I'm also kind of curious. So, you know, a student has their portfolio together, um, but they also have to focus on things like their personal statement or their activities list. Are there certain things that art students should kind of focus on or I guess that admissions officers like to see in those components from an arts student? Yeah, absolutely. So I think being a strong arts applicant is about really delving deeply into all forms of art that are interesting to you. So just because maybe you're applying as a drama or an acting candidate, that must, doesn't mean that you necessarily should only take acting classes, although obviously that will help and help you prepare for, you know, the, the audition or the portfolio requirement. But, you know, try maybe expanding your interest into other forms of art. So maybe like try a painting class or join like the theater production program at your school. So admissions officers and artistic evaluators are looking to kind of assess your overall engagement with the arts to understand how your creative process has changed over time and how you want to see it develop once you get to college or university. So um, when I was kind of preparing for this, uh, this episode, I was kind of just going back and looking through some of the um, guidance on the, on the NYU Tisch website. And I actually found this quote that I think really kind of says exactly what I mean. It kind of distills it down into one kind of like takeaway is that it's the desire and interest to make art that we will be interested in talking to you about in your artistic review. So that applies to even if you're not, again, talking face-to-face -face with an evaluator. Um, that desire and that interest is what really is going to make you a better candidate. So the more that you can incorporate art in all its different forms into your life and into your extracurriculars, the better chance that you will have is coming across as somebody who is really artistically mature, right? 
Um, and I guess another thing that is important to kind of consider um, is to consider maybe applying for an arts-focused summer high school program, um, such mm -hmm. as NYU Summer High School Program or Interlochen Summer Arts Camp, which are two very prestigious programs. Um, so these type of programs really not only help create a strong sense of commitments to the arts on your activities list, but for you, the benefit is that you get to actually experience what it would be like to study in an arts-focused curriculum full-time, and that can help kind of translate into, you know, when you are writing your essays and when you are writing your personal statements and your supplements, having that targeted experience will kind of help, you know, Help you say with like more confidence that you know I, I did this program and you know I just so loved being engaged in the arts and however you articulate that can really be kind of helped by having that kind of experience. Yeah it's kind of just showing and proving that this is something you are actually passionate about you know it's not that you know oh last year I realized that I really liked art and I decided I want to pursue it which you know maybe you are a really good artist and that's fine but you know, even more impressive is going to be kind of that long, you know, several year long engagement with that subject that you're really interested in. Right, exactly. And I think kind of something that just popped into my mind, I'm more of like the logistical side of what students should do to prepare. Um, as I mentioned before, like having a spreadsheet or some kind of organizational tool that helps you just kind of keep track of like, what are the deadlines for each mm -hmm. program? Um, you know, what are the requirements for each program? I think deadlines and just being really aware of what is required of you um, is something that is really underrated for, for arts applicants. Um, because I think a lot of times, um, you know, so for example, at NYU, especially for programs like some of the most popular ones, like the drama program, the film and television program kind of come to mind. The earlier that you submit your common application, um, what will happen is, again, this is NYU specific, but you know, each, each institution kind of has their different way of managing things. And in general, the earlier that you can submit your common application or your coalition application, as an arts focused applicant, the better, because typically what will happen in order to trigger um, access to either like a, a portfolio submission site where you have to upload your portfolio or to trigger um, an invitation to um, schedule like your audition or your in-person or digital artistic review. Um, the timeframe between when you submit your common application, if you're submitting on, for example, on January 1st, which is the deadline for most competitive programs, um, you know, that's going to be a very, very tight turnaround time to then receive your portfolio upload information or your artistic review scheduling, you know, system uh, information. And it's going to be really rushed. So the earlier that you can get in your common application and just pay attention to some of the recommended deadlines. Um, I know NYU kind of publishes on, again, on the drama site, they kind of give you they say like you should really submit your common app at least a month early um, in order to give yourself enough time to be able to schedule your artistic review, deal with any technical issues that you have that might like arise. Um, so that is something that logistically is also a really important step, I think, for arts applicants. Yeah, I think that's a really good point and something that maybe a lot of students don't think about because for you know non-art applicants, you don't really have to think about that. But 
Um, you know, I remember last year we were working together with an art student and um, once she submitted her comment app, we were kind of, you know, constantly asking her, have you gotten your portfolio links yet? You know, are you sending in your submissions yet? And it is, you know, a really important, you know, kind of step and turnaround time for those components. Yeah, exactly. And I think just, just making it easy on yourself and submitting early, um, that could go for all applicants, but especially for arts applicants, it really helps you kind of have more control over the process, I think, and helps you put you at ease. Um, mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that kind of helps you be more confident about your materials, you know, too, if you can just kind of get them in early. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is just add more stress to the process. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, one last question and kind of topic I wanted to cover before we go is advice for younger students. So obviously we've been talking a lot about the application and the admissions process, um, but for students who aren't applying yet, you know, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, what are things that they can do now and while they are in school um, to really kind of help them? And I know we've kind of talked about that a bit with, you know, summer programs and, you know, getting engaged, um, but just any other advice you have for those students? Yeah, so I think one thing that springs to mind is something that I, I we haven't covered yet is um, thinking about standardized testing for for arts applicants. I think there's like a little bit kind of like of that misconception that we kind of addressed before, right, is that maybe a test scores don't necessarily matter because, you know, you're being evaluated on that artistic piece. So um, I think I think it's important to kind of realize the, the role that testing and standardized testing plays in the process for arts applicants. Um, and also to kind of acknowledge that they're not necessarily equally weighted across all programs and schools. So it's important to, again, just really do your research. So for example, even prior to COVID-19, um, it has been prompting you know, many top colleges and universities to use different test optional policies. Um, standardized testing, so I'm talking about the SAT and the ACT, is optional for all artistic program applicants to the Steinhardt School of Culture, Education, and Human Development and Tisch, um, with the exception of two programs. So there's Interactive Media Arts and Educational Theater at Steinhardt. Those are the only two programs that you would have to submit testing for um, at NYU. So for programs like NYU's and schools like NYU who really kind of go that extra mile to emphasize that standardized testing is optional and that they believe that assessing the portfolio or the audition is a more accurate gauge of potential success. Students who are debating whether or not they should send their test scores um, should feel empowered to kind of like believe what the program is saying at face value and not submit those scores if they don't feel that the scores are a best representation of their candidacy. Um, But in general, I think, you know, I I work with a lot of arts-focused applicants um, at Ingenious and helping them kind of think through testing strategy. Like I said, you definitely want to put emphasis on doing the best you can, right, and doing, you know, test prep just like any other applicant would. Um, But I would say, you know, in general, for Ingenious students, like we tell students, you know, you really don't want to be taking the SAT more than three times because the, and I think that that definitely also stands for arts applicants, especially because the effort that you, after you take the test, I would say probably about three times, um, the effort that you're putting in to just keep refining your score and getting, you know, marginal kind of like point increases, that time and that energy could be better spent, 
you know, taking an extra acting class. It could be better spent creating a, a blog about film criticism. It could be spent towards, um, you know, developing a reading habit of reading so many plays every every couple of months. Um, so things that are actually going to contribute to you being that better artist and being that more compelling applicant versus just focusing on, you know, your score increase because, um, it's important for arts applicants, but there's also a little bit more fluidity in terms of how different programs kind of view the importance of standardized testing for, for this population of applicants. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and I think especially now that there's more kind of test optional policies, it's a really important thing to think through and um, kind of strategize like you were talking about. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of this advice, Danielle. I really hope this kind of shines a light on everything or kind of the admissions process in general for students who don't really have exposure to it um, and, you know, helping them kind of go through that process either this year or in the years to come. Yeah, I wish good luck to everybody listening and I hope the advice is, is helpful for you. So as always, just a few parting notes before we go. Um, Of course, as always, our blog is linked below. We have several articles about applying as an art student, um, whether that is in music or in the fine arts. Um, We have some really great resources, so I'd highly recommend checking that out. Um, And of course, we have our link to our free consultation if you'd like to sign up to talk to an admissions expert. Um, My email as well, as well as our social media. Uh, That's all for now. I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office. Mm